0: that kind of really ties into what you said is really that time. I think it's a time of protection. And I think this is when we don't like to think about because I think as humans and myself included, I think I know what I need. Like I know what I need, right? That's what I think. Like, no, God, I actually need that now. And he's saying exactly what you kind of shared is really protection. He's looking at the situation in your life as a whole and even the future and say, okay, you know what? It's not the right time. There are lots of verses that talk about, you know, it's for the appointed time that we're waiting for, that He is looking at.
1: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're gonna meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling at all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Waiting is something we all experience. Sometimes our seasons of waiting are brief, and other times they're much longer than we'd hoped. In seasons of waiting, we can find ourselves doing just that—waiting—and not living the life God has given us. Melissa Van de Kieft is a speaker and best-selling author of Living in the Wait, How to Use the Delays in Life Differently. Her journey with waiting and discovering purpose began after encountering an unexpected season of waiting. Even though her faith was challenged, her drive to make the most of the middle kicked into high gear. Through her experience, she encourages women to be brave to discover the details God is orchestrating and designing through each life experience. Listen in as Melissa and I discuss how you don't have to wait for your breakthrough in the wait to live your life to the fullest and how you can use your season of waiting differently and gain the most out of it. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast.
0: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me today.
1: It's fantastic to have you on. Today, we're going to talk about living in the wait, because waiting is something that we all experience. Some of us experience it in short term, some of us experience it in long term. But as your book says, we do not get to choose what we wait for and how long we wait, but we can choose to have courage and confidence in that waiting and really live in the wait to the fullest. So Before we dive in, I would love for you to really give a background story of who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, as you said, my name is Melissa and uh, the formal titles that people will maybe say are author, speaker, marketing consultant. Those are the formal things that I would share. Uh, But in addition to that, that I I live in the Midwest, I'm a, a mom and I just love being able to connect with people and share our stories and just really have those heart level conversations with people because I think that we all have something that we walk around with every day that can be heavy or maybe it is even exciting, right? And I just love being able to connect with people on that level because I think it just, it allows us to really connect, right? I mean, having that relatability with someone else and knowing that we're not alone. And I do think as followers of Christ, it is our mission, right? Is to meet with people and when you build that relationship with someone, you are able to share more with them than maybe you would with someone on that like kind of surface level, right? Because you've created that trust with them. And I think that's, what's really neat. Um, and what I love to do. So I love to write, uh, love to be outside, uh, exploring the outdoors and excited to talk to all your listeners today. And you, Erica, about a topic I'm really passionate about, which many people maybe aren't about waiting.
1: But I think that's the beauty of your story and who you are, Melissa, that you do have a story that is about waiting and you've been able to use your story to really encourage and inspire women. So can you tell us your story, that story of waiting that God really blessed you with?
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll start off by saying this. I think there's a lot of things in life, just many people can relate to where they maybe just feel like hills, right? Like we all have things that we navigate in life that are difficult, right, at times. And the story I'm gonna share with you really was like this first mountain experience for me, right? Like it was a totally different experience in the sense of I needed to prepare differently. My thoughts needed to be different. My mindset, my resiliency was all things that I really didn't have at the time because I feel like I navigated a lot of hills. I like to start with that context because I think that's what made it that much more difficult, right? Is that when we have something in life that all of a sudden it's like, well, this is really big. Everything in the moment is big that we navigate. And I'm not saying that to compare how difficult things are for people. Our hard for each person is different. But that's why I feel like this was such a big moment in my life, a mile marker moment in my life is because of how difficult and, and new and different this hill was that I was climbing. And really what that revolved around was having a family. My husband and I, we, uh, we we wanted to have a family after we got married. And really what ended up happening was two and a half years into this journey, I'm outside, I'm we're doing yard work, I'm picking up sticks. And this whole time I'm doing this really boring chore, uh, which many of you have probably done before, I'm just wrestling and talking with God, right? And I'm just really frustrated and angry about my situation, right? I want something. I want to be a mom. I want to be pregnant. And it is not happening. And I'm in this journey now two and a half years, okay? Which seems like a lifetime for many of us, right? Because we live in this world that everything is so instant. And as I'm doing this, like I said, I'm wrestling with God. I'm pleading with him. I'm I'm really wanting him to help me understand, like, What is it that I'm not able to get my heart's desire, right? Like kind of why are you withholding this from me is really what I was asking him. And so I'm doing this the whole time, just picking up these sticks, building these stacks. They're getting bigger and higher. And and I'm realizing there's this metaphor that's happening with these sticks that I'm picking up, right? Because I've kind of built this wall. There's a stack of sticks that's getting higher and higher. And those represent this wall that I've kind of built to protect myself. This on desire is causing a lot of pain in my life. And so I'm seeing a lot of these these similarities, metaphors happening as I'm outside doing this. And it's in the fall. And for all of us who maybe live in the Midwest who can relate, like it's cold, windy, all of those fun things that happen when you're outside in the fall. And nothing changed, though, right? Like I'm, I'm doing this yard work. And as I'm going through this process, just talking with God, pleading and begging with Him, eventually, all of a sudden, Nothing changes, right? The weather didn't change. What I was doing wasn't changing. But I had this shift inside my heart. And instead of like pleading and begging and crying with God, these questions I had for him now turned to hope. And I asked him, how do I continue living while waiting for my heart's desire? That was exactly what I asked him. And he said, I want you to live in the wait. And so that was really where this whole idea and concept of was like, Okay, you can live in the weight, right? Like, what is that? Right? And I, I, I remember when it happened because you, we've probably all had these times where I have an idea that comes up and I'm like, Oh, I'll remember it later. I'll write that down. I knew I was like, No, like I was like, I have to write this down. Right now, like I just knew that it was bigger than myself in that moment. I didn't know how or why or what the future was going to look like, but I just knew it was bigger than me. And that was really where a lot of things shifted and changed for me and my relationships, my just uh, relationship with God, too, where I just learned so much about waiting and like our thoughts and our feelings and how we are very outcome focused. And how we just, me as a person, I like to go from point A to point B, it uncovered a lot really about myself that caused me to go through a lot of learning, growth as well. And just, just really expanded my relationship with God and understanding of who he is and like what that relationship with him is like, because I think I realized that so much of it was I pray and I get what I want. Right. And that kind of had happened. I mean, and I don't say that arrogantly, but it seems like so much of that was like, hey, God, I, you know, I want to get good grades or, hey, God, I want to our basketball team, you know, thinking of what I experienced growing up with. It seemed to happen. And this was one thing that no matter what I did, right, everything that you told to do is right. It didn't happen. It didn't work. And that right there, when you sit with that idea of like, I'm doing everything you're supposed to do, I'm a good person, all of those thoughts that we have, and yet it doesn't happen, that's a really big mile marker moment for us in so many ways. Because now it's like, what do you do with that, right? What happens for you when what you want isn't happening? And you don't know if it's going to happen, right? Because it's, it's not guaranteed. So that is, uh, just a little bit of that piece to kind of unpack it, but there's more we can definitely talk about around that.
1: Yeah, and we definitely will. But you're so right going back to we live in this instant world. And so waiting is just hard in general. I feel like my ability to persevere has gotten just worse as I've, you know, in the past five years because everything has become so instantaneous. Before we jumped on, we were talking about getting clothes from Amazon and just like, you know, click up a button, just like able to get like the cute jacket you're wearing right now. But like what I want, I get because I have the means to like click it and get it and i often usually and unfortunately usually like we'll say a prayer and expect the lord to fulfill it and like he's a genie and you know because there are verses in the Bible and we are to expect and have faith that God will fulfill his promises that he has for us, but it's not always in the time frame that we want and it's not always here on earth. And so we forget to have that perspective. And I was just reading this morning in Job God lines us up perfectly because we had this interview planned, but I'm reading the Bible chronologically and it just happened that Job was today. And one of the verses that was in Job that really like had me stop and pause because your book was so fresh in my mind was Job was talking to his wife and his wife was saying like, basically like, why don't you just give up now? Forget about God. Like, just it's not worth it. Like, are you done yet? And he replied, and this is Job 2 verse 10 He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And I think we so often just kind of look to God right away and think like, Lord, why are you not giving this to me when we forget that he is still good in that trouble?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. I love it.
1: Your message of waiting really shines a light on the positive journey of waiting in which we know, I just, I want to stop and pause and say like, we're not saying here as we're talking about waiting, we're not saying that we don't recognize the pain and the hurt that you are still going to have as you go through this period of waiting, but there is opportunity to really shine a positive light on it. And live in the wait and just view your waiting differently as you say. So in your book you talk about, and this really struck me, that Jesus is saying that you don't have to wait for your breakthrough to live your life to the fullest. And I so often do that. I just kind of am like, okay, Lord, when, when are you going to have it? And I'm just pausing in this moment, just waiting, forgetting that he's given me all these beautiful things as I'm living my life because life doesn't stop as you're in this waiting period. So how can we live life to the fullest really during these tough seasons? And what are things that we can we can do?
0: Yeah, I love everything that you just said about it cuz that is just exactly what I think we all experience in that in between time, right? You can call it something different, the middle in between, the not yet, those types of things. You know, I think the reason waiting is so hard is because for us it's a loss of control. And I think our whole lives, I mean, even think about kids, what do they want? They want control and independence, right? I mean, that's what we teach them, right, as they get older. And so I think there really is this, we kind of butt up against a lot of waiting because of that loss of control, because if we had our way, we wouldn't wait, right? We would just bypass it if we could, right? And we do a lot of times we try to do that. And many of the stories in the Bible talk about that as well, right? When they kind of bypass what God is maybe asking them to do instead, which is wait, right? And so that's one of the things I think is important to remember is that's why, and it's normal, right? It's normal because we like control, control creates this sense of safety for us as well. And so I think that is good context just to have. And so when you realize that the part of it, like you said too, is this, it's saying, Hey, you know what? This is difficult. This is hard. I'm frustrated. It's allowing that and giving yourself permission to, to say that or feel that way and then it's saying, okay, like you said, I feel this way. And how can I still live during this time? How can it still be purposeful? And there's a couple of things that I share in the book and a couple more I wanna share on, on the podcast today. But I, I go through seven truths that I share in the book and it all revolves around the acronym waiting. So we can always remember <laughs> about that. Just because I think waiting is actually a really powerful and just value added part of our lives, even though it is painful. I think so often I thought like anything that was good was void of pain, right? And I still struggle with that sometimes because it's like good should be easy, right? Good should be, um, like I said, pain-free. How can anything that creates this uncomfortableness be good? It, I still wrestle with that, right? And I think that's some of the reasons why waiting maybe has this, um, you know, something we just always try to avoid, which it's a part of life, right? I mean, we waiting will never go away. And I think once we realize that's our reality, I think that's when we can accept it and actually work through it and actually find the growth that's available. So to get back on track with that, so the acronym um, that I encourage people to think about is waiting. So the seven things, like, right, we like tips or tricks or hard and fast rules and things we can apply. And these can all look different for people. But if you want to think of them broadly, it's worshiping, acceptance, intentional. I I get my eyes mixed up. It's actually investigate, but you can switch them. Uh, So it's worship, acceptance, uh, investigate, trust, intentional, new, and generosity. And the book goes into a little bit more detail about all of those. But if you're looking for something, because I think a lot of us are doers, if you're a high achiever or a checklist maker, uh, you like to do things, right? We like to cross stuff off the list because we feel like we're getting things done. And those are seven things that you can apply and really think about. The part of it that I want you to remember is that the overarching theme of that, of all of those or anything that we can do in the way is this, is remember that this time is preparing you, it is protecting you, and it is still providing purpose. And I think if you can walk into a situation of waiting, that changes your perspective. It doesn't make it easier. It doesn't take it away. Uh, it doesn't make it any less difficult or painful. But when you realize that God is truly using that time to do those things, to prepare you, protect you, and still provide purpose, it blew my mind because I just realized then that like this time isn't wasted. It is, it is never wasted. God is in there still providing that purpose in your life. And he's going to use that for something in the future. So when you break it down, I like to think of it this way, like that preparation time. Okay. And and Erica, you can maybe think of this yourself. The times that you have had to wait in your own life. What did you gain during that time? Right. And think of it this way. It could be physical things, but it also could be new people you met new uh, skills that you learned. Maybe there was uh, mindsets that got shifted or blocks that were broken or lies that uh, you finally, you know, the truth had been brought in. All of that can happen during that time. And for you, Erica, can you think of that? Is there anything that comes to your mind where you're like, oh my gosh, God was totally preparing me in that waiting season and I am living and using that preparedness right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think one that hits home and I talk about often on the podcast is just faith and gather in general. I mean, there's so many different facets of it, but right now thinking of faith and gather, like, oh my goodness, Lord, please don't give me what I am asking for because I am not ready for that. You know, like, oh my goodness. And, and now, you know, I'm just almost three years in and I see these people who are starting these, their businesses and have these big, wide eyes about like what's possible. And I'm so excited for them because it is possible. It's just not possible right now, nor do they want it right now. And, and being able to have that perspective and living that life, I can gently encourage them, like, hey, enjoy the journey, your learnings, because there's plenty along the way that's going to prepare you. When God is ready to give that to you, you will fully be able to walk in it and not flounder. Because man, if I got what I wanted then and would get what I want now, like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> it would not end up end up well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, that kind of really ties into what you said is really that time, I think, It's a time of protection. And I think this is one we don't like to think about because I think as humans and myself included, I think I know what I need. Like, I know what I need, right? That's what I think. Like, no, God, I actually need that now. And he's saying exactly what you kind of shared is really protection. He's looking at the situation in your life as a whole and even the future and say, okay, you know what? It's not the right time. There are lots of verses that talk about, you know, It's for the appointed time that we're waiting for, that he is looking at. And I can even speak for myself that before our journey of of becoming parents and wanting to become parents, I uh, was probably even more of someone who wanted control than I am now. Uh, because of the job I had, the job I had was all about controlling things, controlling what couldn't be controlled. And I think that time for me really allowed me to separate myself a little bit. I still like control, but it really allowed me to separate myself a little bit from that because I was trying to control everything. I mean, people, I joke like the sun and the moon and the weather. If I could have controlled it, I would have. And I had to be separated from that because I had to have released that grip even more when I became a mom. Right. And so I I think of that as like, wow, like, God, you were protecting me because you love me. Right. I mean, you think of that. The reason we protect anything, whether it's an object or it's a person, it's always out of love. Right. And that's the same thing that God does for us is he loves us. And he's saying, I need to protect you right now because I have that bigger picture, that bigger plan in mind for you. And we just don't like that. Right. Like, I mean, we just don't as humans, we think we know better than God.
1: And we don't see the full picture. He sees the Mm -hmm. full picture. He sees the web that's in front of us, how things are going to connect and how they're going to work out. And, you know, he has that beautiful plan for us. So I love that you have the preparing, the protecting and the providing a purpose because that's something we can come back to as we're in any type of waiting season and really remember, like, he's preparing something. He's maybe protecting me from something. And then there's also going to be a purpose in there. Nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. And so we can come back to that.
0: Yeah. And I think if you can remind yourself that in the moment, like you were just saying, I think it really just, more than anything, I think it draws you back to him. Right. Like, which I think is what those seasons of waiting, which typically are seen as valleys, right. In our lives, not always, but they can be. It draws us back to him, right? Because those three things remind us of him. And we're, I think, in a way, release some of that control. And so those moments in our lives when we are waiting and we feel like we're stuck are really an opportunity to come back to him, right? Because at that point, we, we typically as humans too, we're like, well, I have nothing to lose right? I mean, we're more vulnerable in those moments. And so I just encourage someone listening today, like if you are in a season of waiting where you're like, I want something and it is not happening. And that can be a lot of things, right? It can be a business. It can be a family. It can be your finances. It could be for friendships, healing, so many areas of our lives that that applies to, you know, and stepping back and just Allowing yourself to really have those unfiltered conversations with God, I mean, that really can be a breakthrough in your relationship with Him and just your, your, your walk as a Christian, too, you know, in your faith in general.
1: Yeah, you said healing, and again, God doesn't waste a moment. I mean, this is perfect timing for the recording of this episode because you know, as I mentioned earlier, chronologically, reading through the Bible, Job. I'm reading your book, or I did finish reading your book, which, by the way, I love. It's fantastic, and I love the length of it. I will tell you, all books need mm. oh, to be cool. the length of that. So,
0: <laughs> it's Great fantastic! Feedback. I love that.
1: Yes, yeah, so good. But um, I, right now, for the past week, have been battling. I from having babies, my sciatic will flare up every once in a while. And for whatever reason, I woke up last Thursday and it was just like full blown out of the blue. And it hasn't stopped for a week now. And I've never had it this bad, never had it this intense. And I think it was a not wasted time, this perfect timing of it, because instead of sitting there like crying, being like, Lord, why is this happening? I'm not getting any relief. I really am looking at like, okay, Lord, what's the purpose of this? And you know, how are you going to use this? How can I live in this very painful weight and be okay with the moments that I need to like lay on the couch and and play with my kids from afar on the couch Mm -hmm. and then make the decision like, okay, I'm going to live in this pain and I'm going to choose to live through it. And Lord, I'm going to lean on you and lean on you for your strength, lean on you for, you know, whatever I need in this moment, and really find that purpose, and how um, just some things that had come across in my head, you know, I've never really dealt with a ton of like chronic pain. And so I feel like I can relate to individuals who on a very small scale right now who have chronic pain and what that may feel like. And so, you know, I've had a couple opportunities where I've just said, okay, Lord, thank you for this experience right now, even though I'm not enjoying this at all. It's incredibly painful, even as we sit here and record, but it's just like, there are people who have to go through years, their whole life of dealing with this. And so i um, just thanking him yeah. that one, that I can understand a little bit of what they're feeling. And then two, that, you know, this may be just a blip on my radar. It's never wasted. These seasons are never wasted, whatever your season is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and just what you shared, even with that example, I think that is, it's up to us to allow that time to be purposeful and fulfilling right? Like, like you just said, like, there's two trains of thoughts that could have happened with what you're experiencing. And you've chosen to find purpose and rely on God and trust on Him. It could go the other way, right? And so that is our responsibility, really with that. And what you just said made me think of the fact that I think growing up as a Christian, I always thought like, life was just supposed to be good, right? Like, I go to church. I read the Bible. I, you know, I've been bad. I mean, you list right. I said I'm a list maker. I'm a check maker, right? And many of the listing might be that way. So I just did. I thought life was just supposed to be good. I'm doing everything right, and I realized. And this isn't the a, a wah wah statement. It's more of a reality of like life is is going to be hard, right? Like life, and even as a Christian, I, I mean, I think Paul's talked about it before. Like it's actually probably harder, right? As a Christian. And so it just, when I realized that too, like I'm not exempt from having difficulties in life, I think that put things in perspective for me too. I don't know what they're going to be, right? I don't know. But just realizing that I'm not above that just because of all the things that I think I've done as a good Christian It switched my opportunity to to really rely on him and trust in him and to kind of shift that perspective of those waiting times to get that outcome. And it also, when you're talking, made me think of there's lots of songs, I think, out there where the statement they share is even if. And it's even in the Bible about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where they're like, even if God doesn't take us out of this fire, we're still not going to worship your idol. And I was struck by that every time because it's like, even if God, I don't get blank. I will still worship you. I will still love you. I will still praise you. I will still live this life is a really powerful statement. And I think is, is really where the, I don't know what word I want to say, but where that depth really comes in, I think of your relationship with God when you're like, okay, God, even if, right, I'm still going to love you. I'm not going to walk away from you because I didn't get what I wanted when I wanted or even got what I wanted. It just, man, I'm being convicted right now as we're just kind of talking through some of this stuff because I'm going through my own seasons of waiting right now. I've got a lot of them. And I think that's something to remember is just because people don't talk about it publicly doesn't mean that they're not navigating a wait and doesn't mean that this message wouldn't apply to them because maybe they're not publicly speaking about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, so true. I think what I saw when you were speaking is like we get so tunnel visioned And whatever we're waiting for becomes our whole life. And we forget of everything that God is blessing us with. I was reading a devotional this morning by Krista Joyce-Beth, who was also on the podcast before. And it talked about how like, just get outside and look at nature and see all the blessings that God has given you. I mean, the trees, the birds, all of that, those are all blessings that he has given us. The air that we breathe is a blessing. And I know that's so hard when you may be facing something like cancer or, you know, wanting a child or whatever it may be. But I think we do have to have a little bit of a mind shift. I mean, we can, it's okay to feel those feelings and that's, that's, that's humanity. That's who we are. It's okay. God, God put those feelings in us, but we do have to look beyond that and above that and really see the other blessings that he has has given us during this time. And that really helps.
0: Yeah. I think that is also a reminder of his faithfulness, right? Because I think when you're in that moment too, it's just kind of like, well, God, how you're not answer my prayer? And how come you don't answer my prayers? And I think you're, what you just said is true. If you can step back from that, even for five minutes and realize, okay, God, you have been faithful in a lot of things in my life, right? I forget I honestly do all the things that's like, do you remember you prayed for that? And he provided it. Maybe it was a little different way, but he still provided. And I think that is a reminder we all need of what you just said. Even maybe stepping outside, looking around you can be the reminder of like, okay, God, I'm in this weight right now. I don't understand. I'm frustrated, but I know you're faithful because I see this or because I have experienced this, right? And that's a form of worship, right? Coming back to him and saying, okay, God, I see your faithfulness in my life. It is, it's just that constant reminder, relationship, connection with Him that we have the opportunity to go to in those seasons of waiting. And even when you're mad or frustrated, right? I like to share that too, because I think, maybe think, I have to have the perfect prayer or it has to be polite. God wants us to come to Him, all of us, right? Like every part of us, He want, because He made us, He knows us. He wants us to come to Him with all of that. And so if you are listening today and you're like, well, I can't talk to God that way. I I can't really express my true feelings. He'll be mad at me. Or maybe you think if I do, then He'll really never get me what I want. Those are those thoughts I think that happen because of what we experience in life, right? Maybe that happened with someone you had a, a connection with. But God wants us to come to Him wholeheartedly, right? And really telling Him how we're feeling So I encourage those listening to do that. Do that unfiltered telling him. And I I had my own statements like that where I kept asking him, like, God, if you can help us get pregnant, why won't you do it? And if you're good, then why is this bad happening in my life, right? I mean, I asked him some of those hard questions because I was upset, right? And I was trying to figure out what was going on. So definitely talk to him about all of it, how you're feeling.
1: Yeah, he understands and he knows. He just wants you to come to him with that, to be 100% yourself and have that relationship with him.
0: What you just said made me think of something to come back to. You had just said, Erica, was how like God understands. And I think that is important to remember is that God waited and is waiting, right? So when you think about that, that he is really our example of waiting in the sense of when he came to earth originally, right? He was waiting basically to die, right? Like he knew what was going to happen and he went through his whole life knowing what that outcome was. But when you look at what he did, was he passive or active in his faith and what he did the whole time he was here, right? He was he was active, right? He was performing miracles. He was preaching. He was saving people. And so I look at that as my example too of like, okay, that's what he calls us to do is to be active in our own weight, right? Even if we don't know our outcome or do know our outcome, we still can be that active during that time and doing things that can bring him glory and can tell other people about him. And even on a larger scale, he's waiting for us, right? Every day he's waiting for us to come to him, to talk to him, to build that relationship with him, to invite him into our lives so we can have a relationship with him. So, I mean, he's doing that all the time too like he is waiting for us and so i think when i realized that if jesus waited that i was also going to have to wait it just put it in a whole different perspective for me right that i'm not above waiting if jesus is having to do that right now
1: and that he understands it he gets it he understands the i don't know if he had pain in it but he understands that circumstance and what waiting feels like and again yeah if if jesus had to wait well then We're not above that. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do want to go back to what you had said because it really struck me. You thought that anything good is void of pain. And I always thought that as well. And now being on this journey of life, I think being in motherhood and an entrepreneur, and just I think as you get older, your eyes are just opened to the realities of the world and that. That's so not true. The world has told us like if it's good or if you feel happy, then like you're in it. You're doing what you should. But my goodness, I mean, think of the people who have these successful businesses or these beautiful lives like they've for business wise, you know, their days are probably full they're probably exhausted. They're going meeting to meeting or, you know, they're having m- early mornings and late nights or all these things that they need to make sacrifices or do certain things or like in this uncomfortable position of their life. And are you telling them that they're not supposed to do that because they're feeling this grind or they're feeling unhappiness in this? You know, it's not always going to be a constant like fairy tale life. And so, you know, Things that are good and are from God are going to have pain in them. I mean, even the story of my children, their births, like they're beautiful stories. Like my life is so full beyond measure because of them, but there was pain within those stories. But now I'm able to share that with so many women. And so just to remember that, like (laughs) what you're going through, although it doesn't feel good, you know, it still may be good. In the end, there may be like this good story that he uses
0: to tag team to what you said then, Erica, with that, too. I think um, I had recently heard something on a podcast uh, where Beth Moore was talking about that, like it matters. Right. And I think if we can remember that, like your weight matters, like your pain matters. Right. Like knowing that maybe we never say we're thankful for it. Right. Our weight you know, because maybe it still brings up those, uh, we maybe get triggered by it. But if you can remember, like it matters, right? And like we said, it's not wasted. I think that just can be a powerful transition for someone in that season of waiting, right? Like it matters and it's not wasted, you know, if you think about it. And like you said, even at the beginning, though, sometimes we won't even see that on earth. That I think is also the part that I think I have a hard time with is it's like, it won't get justified, right? Because I think a lot of times we want it to be justified as humans and it might not that good or that the full purpose of it might not happen until you're gone, right? You're not here on earth, but you still have a part of that now. That doesn't mean that what you're doing and how you're navigating the weight doesn't matter because it does, because it will impact that for eternity, right? What you do now, how you navigate that, Will impact things for years to come. Personally, in your close circle, or even the world, right? It really does impact all of that.
1: Yeah. Amen. So good. So good, Melissa. Well, thank you for being on. Just really appreciate your perspective and your insights into this topic of waiting and really living your life differently during the season of wait. I want to give you the opportunity to share how the listeners can connect with you and really where they can grab your book. As I said, I love it. It's a quick read. It's full of impactful information. And I truly believe that the publishing community needs to downsize their books to this size because it's just like the perfect amount of time for the women who would listen to this podcast episode that they have that can get good nuggets of wisdom and then be able to apply it to life. So where can we find you and how can we get your book?
0: So you can find me on social, uh, it's just at Living in the Weight. You can find me there as well. My website is livingintheweight.com and there you can purchase the book or you can also download the first two chapters for free. So if you're listening today and you're kind of curious, but you're kind of like, I don't want to commit all the way, totally get it. Just go to my website and you can download the first two chapters and just kind of see If you can see yourself in that kind of the story that I share, but even more than that, if you know someone else that maybe you're like, Hey, I listened to this because I love Erica and her messages, but you know, someone else that it's applicable, please buy them that book. Because I think what's so powerful is when you are the one navigating a difficult situation and you have someone on the outside who recognizes that, who recognizes you are waiting you just feel so loved, right? You feel like someone sees you and notices you. And I think it actually makes your weight matter even more because it's not just you now who are walking through it. You have someone who sees you. And so if that is you listening today, you have someone, as we kind of shared, if it's a spouse, family, healing, finances, business, any of those things definitely go you can go to amazon or go to livingtheweight.com and get that information as well so would love to connect with everyone more about this message because I think it's something we all can really relate to and really can impact our lives and the kingdom uh, when we navigate the weight differently
1: yeah beautiful beautiful what a gift that you've been now given to have this this message to share with others so before we go I have one last question for you Ooh. I know (laughs) it's a tough one, but I want to know what brought you joy today.
0: So, what brought me joy today was honestly getting to talk here on the podcast because Erica, you and I met um, through just like an online random connection, right? And I think that's what's so cool is like how we as a community, like as Christians, right? Like we can find each other and connect and just being able to visit with you and hear your story and like encouraged me. This was a lot, what, a couple months ago that we met. And so that brought me joy, but even being here today, right. And getting to talk to you and your listeners and be able to have really a heart level conversation. That's what I like to call them because I love having them. I shared that with you at the beginning. And so that's what brings me joy because I think that's where we really, like I said, get to know connect with people and really get to see people. And so honestly, that is what has brought me joy today.
1: Oh, well, that's brought me joy today too. I'm right there with you, the heart level conversations, or I like to tell people I like to go deep. (laughs) Like If you're not a deep person, you may not like me. (laughs)
0: yeah step away <laughs>
1: yeah yeah because we're going deep so i love that I love that so much well thank you again melissa for being on just appreciate you and you sharing the story with me and your listeners and just really taking that testimony of what god gave you in your weight and helping others on their journey
0: thank you erica
1: seasons of waiting are painful but god never wastes anything He will turn your season of waiting for good, even if it doesn't feel good. He is preparing, protecting, and providing purpose in your season of wait. Grab hold of what He has for you and truly live in the wait. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle.